So you know the 28th is your anniversary, right? Happy anniversary! <laughs> Happy anniversary! <laughs> oh, you remembered. Thank uh, you. Well, no, I'll probably leave the part in where you said, you remember the 28th? Anyway, Daddy, what's your safe word? <laughs> Riot. Welcome back and happy anniversary to the YouTube channel specifically. You're is it the twenty eighth? I thought it was like the twenty sixth. Uh, it is Friday. Where are you getting this information? It's on my calendar. Welcome back to what's your I safe word? I remember our anniversaries, unlike some. Uh, oh, uh, um, uh, okay, no, uh, oh, okay. I'm Amp. I'm Mr. Christopher, and we're already, we're already um. I would have, I would have, I would have seen it in like, in like, uh, someone always reminds us, but dates are so hard. I'm not a date person. <laughs> no, you're not. Wait, when is our anniversary anniversary? Our anniversary anniversary? Our official one. It would be October 7th, 2016. Why October 7th? That's when you came out to visit me. Yeah, but I visited, I've, I've seen you so many times before that. It they was didn't all, count. They didn't count. Oh my God. <laughs> It was that first trip you came to visit me in San Francisco that that's when it counts. The one where you gave me actually it's 2015. Sorry, it's my, oh, my oh I have my the year God. wrong. Oh I have the date God. right. <laughs> you don't even. Oh you didn't God. even catch it. So how would you know? Well, no, we've never had the conversation of like which one we look at as like our anniversary though, because there's so many times I've visited you before. I know. I, I mean, no, that, that was your first visit. Was that the chicken coop one? Yeah, that was a chicken coop. Let's see, we were we were chatting coop. well before that. Yeah, but so but that, and what? you gave me my collar or a piece like the the little name tag on my collar well before that trip, and that's where mm, I look. Yeah, no, yes, no, because I was I was living with T Tony and Mikey. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back to what's your safe word? Today's <laughs> episode, we are fighting. No, uh. Talking about anniversaries. Well, we are talking about anniversaries, <laughs> and uh, you, your, your safe word today, which is riot, is a very appropriate one, considering that this not only comes out um, on an anniversary, but comes out this podcast comes out at the same time as a YouTube video that we're doing. And I figured we should just have a conversation for the podcast because we usually can just be a little more long winded. And uh, lots of people have opinions, so we can. Oh my god! This can. last week. Jesus. Well, you you haven't even seen most of the opinions I, I have. You shield me from it, so thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Also, okay, so October 7th? Yeah. Is that what we're deciding on? Yeah. Officially? Yeah. Officially? Well, it has been for seven years. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> I'm not making this shit up. <laughs> I didn't say you were. I just I just, I just, just have a difference of opinion on which time was the first uh, time we met, but that's fine. that's fine. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. And uh, what is the anniversary uh, that is coming up around riots around June? The Stonewall anniversary. Uh huh. So we've done so much topics and content that kind of revolve around Pride and Stonewall, but I think it's important first and foremost uh, to discuss the, the 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 main topic of today, which is going to be: Does kink belong at Pride? Um. In what way? Oh, well, see, that would be, that is my favorite answer so far. Um, I think that the topic is so controversial. Because, and loaded. And what? And loaded. Well, and, and see, that's why some people don't like so, it, because people are talking about getting loaded. No. Yeah, and people people think this topic is like everyone wants to have an orgy going down the street with waving flags. <laughs> it's, that's not what we're talking about. So the big discourse <laughs> that's always been online, um, and uh, it's 
oddly specifically kind of ironic because if you if you google and i showed daddy this earlier if you google kinks at pride um on google you find first and foremost you see an article from dan savage which he's like talking to someone who asks you know can kinksters be at pride should they be at pride kids are at pride oh my god um, and then the second thing that pops up is me and a thread that I wrote two years ago. I don't know how many years ago, but pretty much me talking about this exact topic from my perspective, like, and my perspective being someone who is educated on what Stonewall is, how it started, Marsha P. Johnson, uh, Sylvia Rivera, the Stonewall riots. They started in, in Greenwich Village. I always say it wrong. Is it Greenwich. Greenwich. Greenwich Village. Greenwich Village in New York. Um, outside the bar, Stonewall. And that's why it's called the Stonewall Riots. It's the same year I was born. Oh, mm -hmm. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Daddy started, pri no, I'm kidding. 52 years ago. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, it's 52. Because back then I was going to the 50th anniversary of Stonewall at New York. And we have a, we have a vlog. I was 50 at the time. You, you were. Yeah. And, yeah. See? See, I'm putting those dates together. I mean, that's that. The puppy's going to remember dates after this episode now. <laughs> Well, let me just look at our calendar and see if there's a it's reminder. It's on there. Isn't it? Okay. Since when? Has it always been it's on always there? been there. Every year. I mean, what are anniversaries except talking about how long you've known someone, you know? <laughs> yes. That's exactly what they are. Okay. But then, ooh, ooh, ooh let's ooh, ooh. full circle. So okay. should anniversaries, and even if it's an anniversary of a riot, should it be based on the original... Um, celebrate the celebratory or the celebration of, and the, should it have the same meaning as the first time you met someone? Um, wait, what? So, like, when when you think about an anniversary, are you celebrating where you're at currently, or where you started, where you've been, and where you've come? You've you're celebrating how long you have tolerated each other. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to make in a, a very point of loving is, manner. What I'm trying to make a point of, of course, is, consensually, of course. Um, what I'm trying to make a point of is like talking about Stonewall, talking about Pride, talking about what constitutes Pride, but not paying homage to, respecting, and talking about how it started and who started it is a huge disservice. And now mm. let's talk about the the discourse itself. Being Kingsters are not okay to be at pride is what some people are saying because of a number of different reasons well and i i love that th this is like a brand new conversation oh, to it's not a brand new, oh, not a brand new conversation. i've been having this conversation for 30 years when i when i came out and i was young and gay and kinky they were this was before we had corporate sponsors in pride mm. this was before we had gay marriage this is before we were fighting for all this shit and we still were doing it in our leathers and our chaps and in full display dykes and bikes in the front. Um, and we were actually saying, this is who we are at that time. So why should we not do that at this time? Because it's not appropriate. It is appropriate. <laughs> no, no, no. What I'm, saying, that I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate there. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. Don't that, get me started. I'm, well, that, that's exactly what this podcast is about. Um, so the, the point being that people and a lot of a lot of the the discuss. So I I've done so much research um, beyond just looking into the history, asking people that are a little older than me that have been around since then, um, talking about the history of the AIDS epidemic and how that was very integral to like who we are as queer people, talking about how Stonewall started, who started Stonewall. Well, 
black trans women of color who were also drag queens and sex workers. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at Dykes on Bikes, for example, and even looking at the history of Pride and how leather has always been there. We get shit done. And then we, 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 we were loud, we're proud, and our motto was get used to it. Mm-hmm. So get used to it. And so the argument was that if we let the quote unquote freaks show, we will never be accepted in a mainstream society. Gays will never be the A gays that we are now. Uh, we won't be accepted. Well, you know what? They want our fucking money. <laughs> I mean, the sponsors learned that 20 years ago. They're like, oh, there's a huge money supply, huge money train here. And we have been accepted. We are out there. And now we have the white picket fence. We've got the Volvo and the two kids and marrying each other. And now we really want to whitewash ourselves. I don't get it. So and that's kind of that's the discourse here. And again, we're not we're not trying to tell people what they have to think, but we are going to provide our, our examples and our own personal perspectives and talk about the fact that a lot of the discourse that's happening online are from people trying to stir the pot, people that are not actively involved in the community around pride specifically, but also not active in the community other than this one month of the year where they need to scream and shout about people wearing leather. Um, and the other part is people that are coming to this discussion just being quote unquote triggered or uncomfortable around leather and kink because it it has this overbearing sexual tone to it and that's that's fair to, to say that kink is sexual but but that is the same argument that straight people used to make exactly. about gay people yeah. when you said i was gay all your mother pictured was you having butt sex Probably. and so <laughs> they're like well don't be that sexual in front of us we're not sexual we are who we are. We like the same sex. We like... Yeah, and then my mom would be like, so when are you having kids? And I'd be like, well, mom, the butt sex thing isn't working. So Actually, actually our, our last trip, we should talk about this later. Uh, your mother asked oh, if we no. were going to get married. Let's, we could talk about family. So it time. has been accepted. But that was not without pushing and fighting and being yeah. seen. And so a lot of the, the opposite side of what we're going to be talking about, at least perspective-wise, comes from people that have this emotional reasoning, which, again, is it revolves around fallacies and having a certain bias or certain understanding or possibly misunderstanding of what something is and using that to then create your own ethics or thesis around a topic being, do kinksters belong at pride? Now, the emotional reasoning here is so adamant about it having to revolve around sex for a lot of people that are Mm -hmm. talking about this that i think that a lot of people don't actually know what a kink is um and don't also know don't know the difference between kink and uh fetish and bdsm because like the the most vitriolic vitriolic angry people mm -hmm. come from well you're just trying to have sex without having people consent to your sex in public who is asking to have sex? Nobody at pride? is having sex in public at Pride. <laughs> that is not happening. But that's because we have this misconstrued idea of what kink, fetish, and sex are. We use sex is such a weird word that means so many different things. It mean it can mean gender for some people. It can mean intercourse. It can mean um. I mean, I just it, hate sex. So yes it, no. And and a lot of this is just dress. It is. It is in better. It's like. A drag queens is a man walking in heels. Is that sex? 
Um, and by the way, that's your definition of kink, by the way. The, <laughs> that's three miles into the gay pride walk, you're in heels, and you twist your leg, you've kinked it. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> but the actual definition of kink is anything that's not just regular sex. The entire parade is kinky by that definition. Exactly. Because <laughs> it's not normal sex. And so that's where we, we words don't do justice in any of this because words are a single word for an idea does not encapsulate the entire community the history that goes around with it and so i think that just talking through a bunch of the fallacies real quick and giving our perspectives might be helpful because that's not the only thing we're talking about today but it is the most present and the most relevant right now because everybody online at least in my DMs and and ats are yelling at me about how I'm and and this has a, this argument has a cycle too. So oh, yeah. it it like when I was coming in to around 92, 93, 94 as a gay boy coming into kink and I was into fetish and leather mm -hmm. and being told that it can't be there. So about 10 years later, it was drag queens. Drag, they were really after the drag queens being because they're being too flamboyant. And this is before RuPaul took off and, and, and everything. Yeah. So they didn't want the drag queens in the parade. And so it's always some like splinter group that's under our big umbrella tent of being lgbtq plus um that they they find a part of the community to sign off on and say no you can't be in this sure but drag is incredibly sexual um and even rupaul's drag race such a sexual show they're talking about their their pussies on fire constantly which i'm fine with but like you can't say that a drag queen who drag has been there since the beginning is not sexual but then call people that are dressed in leather not trying to have sex in public too sexual and so a lot of the in like, that case do you just whap them no, because that's inappropriate. Then you're then they're not consenting. No, no, no wet ass. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus! Talking about puppies, that's, wet ass puppies. That's where a lot of the discourse comes from as well. Is people stirring the pot with oh. articles like last year? An article came out by it might have been the Huffington Post or 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 something. I don't have the exact uh, publication, but it was kids can handle the kink at Pride. Like that's what the that's what the article was labeled. So from the get go, I don't like how they labeled. The, the article, but what the article ends up talking about is that kids see so much hypersexualized things in media and culture and advertising. Don't even get me started about oh, how we sexualize. Way worse than gay pride. <laughs> yeah, that is so much more bad and worse than me in a harness and leather pants and, and puppyhood. And then and then uh, at the same time, a picture of some puppies on leashes next to a child at Pride went around and circulated and everyone was pretty much kink shaming the fact that people were wearing puppy gear so, at Pride. And we, we saw this firsthand last year when we were in Australia. We went to Australia for gay Mardi Gras and we were on the puppy float, um, which was a fantastic time. Thank you for inviting us, guys. Um, and there is literally 50 to 60 puppies in gear and i remember this one moment where we and it's a night parade it's it's lots of fun and i remember this one moment where the puppies are just running around they're not naked they're just running around being puppies and cute and there was literally a mom with strollers and kids on the sideline and 
one of the puppies ran up and woof, 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 woof. <laughs> and the kids were so excited sure. and so happy. It was like seeing a clown for them. Well, we are clowns, but yeah. I want to. I don't want to to get away from the point I'm trying to make, which is oh, sorry. the The picture that circulated had a small child and a bunch of puppies in their gear. Now, this was, and everyone goes to, oh, well, they were just trying to have sex in public. They're just trying to be horny in front of normal people because that's their kink, that's their fetish. They keep misconstruing the two words along with other things. I, I am not saying that kids are not allowed to pride. And that's the other big conversation here that we need to make this family friendly and acceptable because queer kids exist. Yes, they do. But pride is a celebration of sexual freedoms of mm -hmm. who we are as sexual beings about a riot. That is not a family friendly topic or even a family friendly basis for this event. And then when you mix in the fact that we are just trying to corporatize it with, with, marching with all of these different organizations that only care about us this one month of the year, for instance, including Google in pride when Google is in an open lawsuit with LGBTQ creators like ourselves. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so like there's a lot to unpack there, but ultimately pride should have family friendly avenues. I believe there should be parts of pride that are family friendly so that you can have areas that aren't loud and don't have tons of drunk people, but someone in a dog hood and a leather harness is not, in my own mind, more sexual than the float behind us that has a bunch of women with their boobs out, with pasties on, guys in thongs dancing on stripper poles, the parties and 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 what other like avenues you see around the parade itself. It's a lot of sex. Well, to be clear, the, this, the same people making that argument don't want any of those people either. <laughs> so. Well, but a lot of those people do come into the conversation and say, well, nudity isn't sexual inherently. Well, neither is kink. Kink is, kink is anything that's not normal sex. But a lot of people have kinks that are not sexual either. And a lot of asexual people exist within the community to say that kink has to be sexual. No. Is it related to sex? Absolutely. But so is everything else at a parade that's about sexual freedoms. Mm -hmm. So saying that, that that kids should be allowed to be there, but they're surrounded by sex, but the kinks and the kinksters just being there is too much. Like that, that's such a, it's, it goes against everything that pride stands for, which is not conforming. Yeah, and it's not marketed towards kids. <clears throat> it's um, not, no, it's not. It's a bunch but, of alcohol companies <laughs> making yeah, floats yeah, with alcohol. Trust me. Yeah. And it, but... But I have seen families at these events, and there's all different types of families um, bringing up their kids different ways, and a lot of them are open about um, sex from early ages. Um, so I really think the onerous is on the parents to know what you're taking your kids to, and because even at Folsom Street Fair, which is a that is a that is a sex sex, sex. event. That is people walking around naked, um, and it's known for that. Um, and kids and should not be there. They shouldn't. But I have seen them there with yeah. with with families and stuff. Then you need to know where you're taking your children. You need to be the parent here and not take them to that. If it, that, it, yep. Or find a babysitter if you want to partake in being out loud, proud, gay. Maybe it's like. It's also like not taking a bio dog to these events too. <laughs> you know, it is hot. There's no place for them to drink. It gets crowded. It's don't bring 
wild puppies there either. <laughs> it's not a good place for them. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know why buy real dogs are even in this conversation. Because No, I'm just okay. saying it, you know what you're getting into. Okay. Um, sure. Yeah. But also, um, I just, it, it's not, <laughs> it started as sexual liberation and why queer people exist and should be allowed to exist and pushing back to those social norms. The fact that we're trying to just make it more sexually appropriate. Who, who are we doing that for and why? And the people that you're trying to appease by, by watering down who we are as queer people that are sexual in some, sometimes, and sometimes wear leather. Why are, why are we trying to, to water that down so much? Who, who, who are we trying to appease? Not me. <laughs> Cause that's my dad T. <laughs> sure. But I think that we just need to make it incredibly clear that uh people standing in leather in a parade that they have to follow guidelines for to be in yes absolutely are not trying to have sex parades are really well regulated now too mm -hmm. by the way are not trying to include you in your kink scene and if if me having like a, a hood on my my head that is just animated and goofy and looks i mean a lot of people drew parallels to furries but like furries aren't all about sex either if anything, a furries covered everything up. Exactly. But our furries, <laughs> our the furries, of sex. Yeah, no, I, that's what I mean. Like I could be in full, full leather, full leather, and still some people have a problem with that because that's me pushing my my sex on other people when it's really just me existing and reminiscing and paying homage to the people that came before that fought against HIV and AIDS, that fought um, for marriage equality, that fought for being able to to talk about sex and kink because there are things we can learn from that around consent, and around the, pleasure. And the ironic thing is, this parade is celebrating diversity. So why would you water down the diversity? We are a very diverse community with lots of facets to it. So why would we try to mute or muzzle without their consent, um, <laughs> any kinksters in it or drag queens or... Any any member of the LGBTQ. Well, and that, that's the other thing is, well, you just want to add a K to the acronym then. You just want kink to be part of the LGBTQ. <laughs> nobody's asking for that. The same way that nobody's <laughs> asking to add a D for drag queen to the acronym. No. A lot of people will, will kind of use that defense of, well, kinksters are not, that's not, that's not a sexual identity. That is not a, a lesbian, a gay, a trans, a bi identity, but... To that, I would argue it is very integral to who many people are as, whether sexual or not, just as a person. That is a part of who they are as a person. I'm a, a kinky gay guy. The that, same way that a drag queen is not an identity, but it is a way that someone identifies as. Like that, that's a part of who they are. sexuality is a big part of the community. As a matter sure. of fact, it had a stripe in the gay pride flag. Do you know what color it was? To begin. Uh, wasn't it uh, purple? No. no. Pink. 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 Yeah. I mean, it, was the, it was the top color. Mm -hmm. um, so we actually made a stripe just for sexuality in the gay pride flag. And it got taken out because manufacturing couldn't make the pink and the turquoise. And so they took that out back when the pride was created or the pride flag was created. And they kind of moved forward with just those other base colors that you currently usually see on the original flag. And, and to be clear, they probably can do it now. Uh, yeah. th those fabrics weren't able to be made in a flag back then. Yeah. But the point being like sex was always there and we're not trying to get kinksters as a sexual identity, but kinky queer people exist 
whether it's around their sex or not, that they're including in their identity. But it just it feels weird to to say that people in their leather that are that are talking about the history and that are just being present and and kind of having those conversations around like what BDSM is to people that ask like that starts conversations and and teaches people and destigmatizes not only kinky sex but sex in general when we talk about the different facets and what you can learn from them. Um, but to say that they're not part of the LGBTQ community or I saw people that were actually responding to my tweet saying, well, not all kinky people are queer. Sure. Okay. But why is that? Why is that the, why is that the devil's advocate there? Not all drag queens are queer. Not, not, yeah. not all people that and, are there are <coughs> queer, but that doesn't mean that they can't pay homage to P the people. flag isn't queer. Sure. I mean, there we have a lot of people that aren't queer that are our allies that yeah. we welcome to march with us and participate in because we like our allies. Sure. And we want to support them. <laughs> and, and to and to that, like, I'm not saying that all. I'm not saying that kinky people that are homophobic are absolutely allowed. Like, that's that's such a stupid argument to make because they wouldn't be there to begin with. <laughs> but but there were people online that were responding to me saying, Unless "Oh, they were so protesting. so so hate groups that are also kinky can be." I'm like, no. Why would no. why would I allow, why why would that be the, the the jump that you make in the like fallacy there? Like, that's not what I'm trying to argue. Um, but what I am trying to argue is that kinksters are a part of this community and they helped us through so much throughout history and they've been around. You can't just say that they're not allowed because you are projecting how sexual they are on them. Like, it, it is not an event about being comfortable. It should not be something that we're, well, I'm uncomfortable by seeing someone in a harness, so therefore they shouldn't be there, but I'm still allowed to be there. It's, it's a matter of we are fighting for and still talking about sexual freedoms in a space and in an event that is about riots and sex to say that children are there and that they need to be comfortable in an event. That's not for kids just feels so weird. Queer kids exist. Absolutely. We should have places within pride that are family friendly, as we've said, but the main parade is going to have a lot of sex in it, a lot of sexual content and to Bring your kids to that again. Just you, you should you should go into it knowing what you're going to see at an event like that. And uh, Pride has actually evolved since the beginning, which was started out as a march and trying to get acceptance from society. Now we have gone full tilt boogie into we have acceptance. Well, we're gonna party. So now the floats and everything that you see is a lot of drinking which didn't used to be part of Pride. It didn't used to be a huge part of Pride. Um, and a lot of partying and a lot of dancing and a lot of celebration. And people get crazy and wild when they imbibe and they do those things. Um, not Just like you wouldn't take your kid to a drunken frat party, this is probably not the place to go either. Well, I mean, that that's a different <laughs> analogy, I think, but I hear what you're trying to say. Um, and in that, I think it's also important to talk about discomfort versus actual trauma and harm. Um, within this conversation, think of the children comes up so often because that is an easy scapegoat to go to when you feel uncomfortable and you want to point at a community that's being, quote unquote, inappropriate. But what's the actual difference between discomfort and harm that there is there's a very distinct line there someone standing in leather and 
looking like a sexual kinkster in your own opinion um, is not harming anyone. It might make you uncomfortable because you're seeing leather, but at the same time, I think that that is a, a chance to kind of have that conversation. Like, and kids see so much sexual shit. Like we said, kids are constantly surrounded by that. So they're going to have questions. And the easy, the easy way to talk about that is sometimes people dress up in costumes and they, they do things that are more adult. I, I don't see why you need to go into the specifics there. What if the kingster uh, was wearing a pearl necklace so that they could clutch the oh pearls too? Oh, stop no. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, they dressed it up with just nice and string of pearls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they could clutch their pearls too. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the only consent violation that's happening at Pride is that corporations and politicians are there marching and pretending like they're part of the community. Okay? Uh, I said it. I'm I said triggered. It. I'm triggered. Don't trigger me. <laughs> Um, and then I think the final point that we'll make on this, just because th- there's a video coming out this weekend as as this podcast goes up, which will have even more opinions and facts and, and points that we're going to make. Um, but ultimately, Kink was there since the beginning. We've fought hard with our community. We're not trying to have sex at Pride. And if you are using a, a, a single instance where you saw someone that was being super sexual and they were in gear, was that part of the parade? Was that part of the contingent or are you just surfacing a picture of a group of people that were at the event who in in whatever light or instance were inappropriate? Because I'm not condoning that. I am not saying I want to have sex in public or at Pride. And I am not trying to break any consent violations by being at a parade and paying homage and respect to my elders who were there from the get-go. And that brings me to my dad teat. Oh, okay. Okay, so this conversation has brought me back to the last gay pride I went to here in San Francisco. And I'm not saying this is every place across the country, but do you remember, because we went to a Juanita's party and then we walked home. Do you remember walking through the square where the parade, as it was ending, and walking through a sea of water bottles and trash and garbage everywhere. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So, and, and so to me, I feel like pride has gotten out of control and it has just become this party that lots of the participants that are coming to it are just coming as an excuse to party. They're not really understanding the message the true message behind pride and and the struggle that it took to get here so everyone can party especially the young people it's such a party now and on top of that we're not partying responsibly it's Mm. the trash is just everywhere the alcohol consumption is i mean we're we got beer sponsors so it is encouraged um the Drug use is off the charts. Um, I just feel like we need to get back a little bit to the roots of what it was. And so during COVID, um, they didn't have pride here in San Francisco last year. And instead we did do the, and it was also during the BLM movement. So they had a march. We followed this bus that was playing music. We had some inspirational speeches, the whole 
um, community um, turned out and we just marched and is actually a parade again. It felt like a community. And that's what I wish we got back to. I wish that was our roots back. This huge, the huge floats, while nice and fun and pretty to look at and bring a lot of attention to the cause, I feel are getting too big and missing the point sometimes. And there's their corporate sponsors that really don't care about us, but they do love our money. Um, so that's my dad T. It's just when we go to these events, let's remember why we're there. Let's remember the people that struggled to get us here and yes, celebrate. Yes. Be a party, but also be responsible, don't overindulge, and don't leave your trash everywhere. Uh-huh. It is insane. I mean, it, it, it was it was crazy. It was I remember that year. Insane. Yeah, I remember. It was a sea of water bottles yeah. and beer cans, and da, da, da. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Anyway, that's my dad, T. Nice. Well, <laughs> let's, let's shift gears, though. Let's shift gears to the other part of this conversation that we're having today. But I just want to finish by saying that when we... When, pride is a big thing. There are so many issues that we could be focusing on beyond people in leather not trying to have sex in public, being called pedophiles and being called out for trying to have sex in front of children who arguably shouldn't be at an event all about sexual freedoms to begin with. There are so many more important things. Can we talk about instead about how pride is just not accessible for some people? People with disabilities cannot access all parts of pride easily. Can we talk about how dangerous it is for different marginalized communities Mm. because of how we whitewash it and we talk about just the cis white gays in a lot of topics? Can we talk about how exclusionary pride is to anyone who might be asexual or bisexual or lesbians or trans? For uh, years now, we've been always ostracizing specific parts of the community in that way which ironically is what this parade is supposed to be (laughs) promoting (laughs) that's that's the weird part and finally can we talk about how corporates are more uh, allowed and and welcome and uh, the biggest one and i'm sure I, i don't know why there's not more discourse here cops why are we still including the cops in the parade so many people are not having the conversations i wish we would be having and focusing on the one group that is the most conscious of consent the most conscious of following the rules of how they are dressed in the parade and actually following them. Trust me, I've been part of a lot of contingents. We're wearing the most gear sometimes. <laughs> that is true. The leather community does tend to actually wear more clothes than the rest. And my favorite part in all this was I found a video of kink.com when they first started getting involved in the parade. Uh-huh. They were the most clothed people in the parade and they were like swinging around floggers above their head just being silly and weird like that is it's not sexual yeah no there are so many other conversations we should be having and we're not because of the sex thing that is partially related to kink but not inherently the only thing we should be focusing on i mean even if you go to ringling brothers in bailey's and burnham bailey circus there's a ringmaster crack and a whip so if you don't have a problem taking your kids to that you don't have a problem with leather people cracking a whip the other big thing is context you know (laughs) we are not there at an event to have sex the same way you are not at a circus to watch someone get whipped okay like context (laughs) is also important so if you're if you're ever at pride and you see someone in their leather gear just just leave them alone they're they're celebrating the same way you are and they're not trying to have sex with you unless they literally come up and say hi would you like to have sex or give them a hug and ask them their name or that because it might be me (laughs) 
<laughs> and I love hugs. <laughs> but that is that is that is our take. That is our take, which takes us to the next part of the podcast, which Daddy kind of wanted to incorporate into this, which is kink and kink dabblers. Kink dabblers. Kink dabblers. Which just sounds funny. Can you explain what a kink dabbler is? So I was reminded of kink dabblers this week when a boy popped out out of nowhere that I had played with like three years ago. Um, and I remember he was fresh and green and stuff. But this this boy um, knew to everything, so I was really happy to show him. And he loved like getting tied up and doing the kinky stuff. But he was what he came from a very good family. Um, he had a lot of privilege in his life. He was very... Uh, running in very high-end social circles, let's say. So after that, uh, I didn't hear from him like six or seven months, which is fine. I, I, I didn't really expect to. But then we were doing a convention at Claw, right? And he wanted to see what the Kingsters event was that was in Washington, D.C., because now he was in the political circles. So we I invited him to claw to come down to our vendor booth and I introduced him to amp and I showed him the Mr. S booth and stuff. And he kind of, um, he was wearing nice dress shoes and khakis and I'm like, okay, you're dressed all wrong for this event, but okay, that's fine. It's first day. Um, and then he left kind of, and I didn't see him. He was supposed to come back, but he never came back and I never saw or heard from him again. Right. So mm -hmm. I, it's fine. Well, he showed up, this week and um he's like hey i'm sorry and it's been three years i haven't heard from him he's like i'm sorry i kind of fell off the wagon um i got a boyfriend i've been da -da 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 -da. but he ca he came over and he wanted to get tied up again and then he just started talking about how much he just dreams and fetishizes about kink he's in a kink discordant relationship because his boyfriend's an a gay and vanilla and that just made me start thinking about it. Do you remember the um, the movie Pretty and King or Pretty and Pink? Oh my god! <laughs> so I started making this like equation between kink being Molly Ringwald, Molly Ringwald on the wrong side of the tracks, and like these kink dabblers who are running in these social circles where kink is just not appropriate to admit that you like, which is a Common occurrence, right? Lots of people hide their kink because they... Well, they don't want to be yelled at at Pride. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, so I just, the more I started thinking about this, the more I was like, huh, that happens a lot. You and I, we live in this bubble because we are outwardly kinky. That's our lifestyle. That's what we do all the time. But a lot of people hide it um, and are ashamed of it. And it's not that they're a shame they would they they're intrigued by our lifestyle and they actually would like to live our lifestyle all the time but because of job status family other things they are the they're the andrew mccarthy they're running in those circles they can't so wait, i think you need to describe who so, andrew mccarthy is so the pretty okay. and pink premise is uh andy played by molly ringwald do you remember molly ringwald 16 candles. I, I had a ring walled once after no, no. going to the pool. Uh, no, no, oh, no, sorry, no. that was ringworm. No, um, I don't. 
Oh, she was. Oh, really? I don't. I don't. Okay, the puppy hasn't seen Sixteen Candles. I have seen it. Okay, no, I don't. Molly know. Ringwald's lead. Let's be clear. I don't. I do not. I am not good with names. Okay, I am not good with names. The red lead about. of Sixteen Candles. I know who you're talking breakfast about. Breakfast Club. Do you remember Breakfast Club? I would love some breakfast. Yes. Do you do ever? I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I'm just letting you know. I okay. don't know actor or actress names very well. <laughs> so Andy, Andy Molly Ringwald is an outcast at her Chicago high school, hanging out. Either with her older boss, Annie Potts, the old, think, old dominatrix, uh, okay. who owns the record store where she works, or her quirky classmate, Ducky, John Cryer. So I'm, I'm thinking John Cryer, if he was into fetish, he would be a puppy. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so that, now, now, you're, now you're pushing your, your kinks on other people, which is not No, 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 no. His name was actually Ducky, so puppy actually works. We could... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So, who has a crush on her? When one of the rich and popular kids at school, Blaine, Andrew McCarthy. So, th- this kid who came up, he was a total Blaine. He was like, I, I call him a Biff Tad, you know, like. No. <laughs> You're using a lot of words, Daddy, and I don't know. I know what some of them mean, but. So, a Biff Tad is um, like a frat boy, like. Cis white like male. Like Biff from Back to the Future? Yes. Oh, okay. Biff. Well, why didn't you say that? It, well, yeah, or Tad. They're all named Biff or Tad. So I call them Biff Tads. <laughs> Are you into Biff Tad? Anyway, <laughs> this 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 guy I tied up was total Biff Tad. And, you know, perfect muscle, blonde hair, perfectly coiffed, high-end fashion, da-da-da-da. Parents rich, you know, the whole nine yards. Anyway, so Andrew McCarthy asks Andy out. It seems too good to be true. As Andy starts falling for Blaine, she begins to realize that dating someone from a different social sphere is not easy. So this is where I started Mm. making this equation. How often do, and we find this all the time in kink discordant relationships, but how often do people who are truly kinky hide their kink um, because it's social, so socially unacceptable around them, um, and it's truly making them unhappy. Well, and, and that comes from uh, anyway. To answer your question, yes, we see a lot of that. We we get comments like that all the time in our in our in our comments on YouTube because people a don't feel like they have the permission to be who they want to be, or b there's stigma in their life or area or where they live that makes it really inappropriate, quote unquote, or difficult to be out and kinky which i understand and i get yeah but i what it's almost like being in the closet again it's like coming out for a second time um because they're dabblers so and they come they they get their itch scratched and then they're like okay i'm i'm fine and they might be for another six weeks to six months but then that kinky whatever they're into is just this overwhelming drive that they have to, which, by the way, is great for business. So as <laughs> as I, a sex worker, they have to get their itch. It's and and they have lots of money, so it's great. Um, but I just always wonder how mentally healthy that is for them. Um, I think this is an interesting conversation because, like, I feel like I fall into that dabbling. Really? Wait, also, do do kink dabbers do dabs? Like, do they dab all the time? Like, Achoo! 
Um, <laughs> yes. Do they have a kink for dabs? Like, do they watch people that dab and they're like, oh my God, that's and so hot. What if they're a daddy? Would they be a kink daddy dab? <laughs> I think they'd be a dabby. <laughs> and they like the Flintstones. Oh, yabby no. dabby do. Oh my God, no. <laughs> yabby dabby do. Um, no, but I want to I make this this point. I think that what you're talking about is very valid because okay. some people do have that stigma that makes it so they don't jump you know, head first at all times. But I think that sometimes I'm feeling super turned on by a specific kind of kink for a period of time. And then I'm kind of off it for a bit. So it does kind of feel like you, yeah, you but build that's, this. this that's well. not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about okay. is that even if they say, say they are in a relationship with even another kinkster and the other kinkster wants to be out about it. Like, like for instance, wearing a leather wrist cuff to dinner to a nice restaurant why would you subject the restaurant to your kinks oh my god rude oh my god. say you wanted to wear it to love gay pride <laughs> um, but th them being so white their face going so white with fear of um anyone just assuming that they're kinky um that you're actually even not even allowing your partner to be outwardly kinky. Sure. So well, so I, and I was just kind of bringing that 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 parallel up to be like, well, I think people experience kinks in different ways, and I think that they do ebb and flow or dab. But what you're talking about specifically is related to the overall topic of today's episode, which is stigma coming from an area of not being open to learn and or projecting and assuming and trying to mind read someone depending on what they're into and why they're into that. I think that that kind of stigma goes hand in hand with the entire kink at pride thing, as well as people that are afraid to be open about being kinky. Mm -hmm. Right. I, am I fair to assume that? Yeah. Yeah. Or not it, assume, it, but draw it's those just, parallels? It's a whole nother level. It's not, it's not a repression. Well, I guess it is a repression. It's, it's repression yeah. of, of a degree. Absolutely. Um, I don't think that it's, the most healthy way to express yourself because you feel pent up probably a lot of the time, or you might even have a internalized kink phobia about some of the stuff you're into. But I think and we've talked about this before, you know, that feeling of like you're watching porn, you're reading erotica or you're, I don't know, tech, maybe you're sexting with someone and you're like, Ooh, real hot and heavy and dirty. And then the second that you're, you get off and done, you're just like, okay, I'm good now. Do you ever get that feeling? I like every single time. You, usually, people want to go to sleep after they come. Well, sure. <laughs> Do you ever get the feeling of like, um, and I, I've had this before. I'm I'm pretty okay with everything about myself now. But like when I was still in my I don't know late teens, but still in a Catholic household, if I was masturbating about something, I immediately felt terrible about the fact that I was into it afterwards. Like I was hot and heavy and into it when I was sure. reading that erotica. But because of how I'm raised and the stigma around just talking about sex whatsoever with my family, I felt that the fact that I liked not only gay shit, but like gay bonded shit made me like the worst person ever because I was harming someone by watching it or mm. I'm projecting and perpetuating the fact that like abuse happens in this, but it's, but kink is not abuse. And that's the thing that I didn't know. So that even translates into so so I call those people east siders. Oh my god, there's so many definitions. <laughs> so literally, the, Can the I other side in of the, the east side. No, no, no. So these are the the ones that you will see at Fire Island or Provincetown getting 
drunk and then horny and then going down under the docks trying to cruise for sex afterwards, then if you ever see them on the streets of New York or Boston, again, they'll never look you in the eye because they're just, they're just like, I was never that horny. I didn't do that. Um, so <laughs> it's just, and I'm like, hey, still got a big dick. What do you want? <laughs> so, but, but I think that that's an interesting um, topic because of the stigma that we perpetuate or are projected on us by society. And I think that's why that there is such a, a long way to go still with sexual freedoms, even with pride. Like there's so much repression all over the United States. Yeah. So just like, you know, how, how much relief did you have when you came out and you didn't have to hide that anymore, right? Well, my my, my coming out process was complicated because family and whatnot. But it, okay, so there was a, there was a, so everyone hey. else, everyone else. We don't when use you that word out, here. Weird. <laughs> we don't say that about people. I do that about you. That's fine. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, so think about how much healthier would all be if we just embraced being kinky. If that wasn't something that you had to be ashamed of, it literally is a second coming out. It is. And people are getting, it is being embraced better and better earlier and earlier, um, which may be alarming people, but um, there's so much healthier and happier for it because these kink dabblers and stuff, they just come so repressed, so uptight and so scared that anyone is going to see them or find out or figure it out um it just can't be healthy well that's an interesting i keep saying interesting sorry because it is interesting I, I i don't i well I, I always take fascinating as like a, a subtle shade you that's know be, that's because i do it oh well, i know, yeah, I know. <laughs> um i find humans interesting i just don't have a better word than interesting right now because yeah. the human language sucks but when I was first getting into the kink scene and doing like kink porn, like I had a bunch of professional friends that would be like, well, make sure you keep it separate and you keep it private and you don't talk about it and this or that because getting jobs would be hard and like you're, you know, you're not in like this super uptight sort of job. You're an artist, but like it still doesn't look good. And I remember being so afraid of being super open about that, that I, I you know, I created the alter personas and porn Twitter and and did all this stuff and then what I just, is your real name? Who knows? <laughs> but no, that but but now like flash forward, flash forward, fast forward, like those old jobs, I was always very quiet about everything I did, and then fast forward to my most recent job that well I've quit now, but I know that people at my job like looked into who I was and and mm. what I had done on the internet. So that's the other thing is everything is so open now. There is like documentation of you sure. everywhere that we didn't have 30 years ago sure and i mean ago. i've been doxxed and people have used my real name so like yeah. that you know the cat's out of the bag or dog's out of the bag um what's doxing is that like docking oh no no um <laughs> i'm kidding it's, 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 <laughs> jesus doc docking um i know what docking okay. is <laughs> doxing is when somebody releases your address without your consent or or even if it's on accident but it does happen on the internet for me, it was people looking into my like real name and where I went to like schools at and started sharing that information via Twitter because they were trying to blackmail me for being a sex worker. This was forever ago. Like that's a whole other story. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But it was a stalker. Catfish. Oh, we should do a podcast on that. Oh, um, um, <laughs> and docking is when okay. you have yeah. a big boat. And you <laughs> Speaking of uh, muddy waters. No. So, but back to the dabbing. 
Oh, yeah. Can you dab Daddy for Daddy Dabby? D- dab for me. I think that that'll always kind of be a part of it because people are very private or don't want their real jobs to be finding out about that. I think that there's always that aspect so, yeah, of being I, a little I bit understand prim and jobs. proper. I understand not wanting to... Keeping... Appearances. Uh, appearances for a job. It's in your regular life. It's, it's, how, your- it's how people make sure that they keep themselves safe in their mm-hmm. own mind. And I, I respect that. I'm not saying that we shouldn't allow people that reservation and space, but that some people come into that world and use kink in that way to get off, get it out of their system. And then they think that they're fine. Like they've been oh, cured. You and know, and or, that's, that was the point I had yeah. gotten to. They're so ashamed of it. They won't be an ally for it. They'll actually yeah. be critical of other people into different kinks um, which always surprises me. That's very odd. Those are the people that are yeah. kink shaming about pride, but yeah. are secretly very, very p- like big old pig bottoms. So basically, you know? they have a secret love that they can never admit. Just like poor Molly Ringwald. Oh, poor such Molly. a shame. Oh, wait. So whatever happened? Oh, we don't want to. We don't want to ruin it. She was so pretty. No, no, no. Don't, don't ruin it. She was so pretty and kink. <laughs> Is that the name of the episode? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> was there? Uh, I, I, I feel like we. We talked that in, in a bunch of circles, but we went a lot of circles. But that's just daddy talk, you know. Ted talk. I have daddy talk. <laughs> it's just circles. We just go. Circles. Thanks for coming to our dad talk. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but I think I, I, the biggest takeaway is that why are we so? I just stop projecting your insecurities, your discomfort, your your own personal hangups about what other people are doing on other people that are not asking for your opinion especially in public spaces where a a specific demographic or community is absolutely not only welcomed but part of the parade you can't you you, you can't you can't put yourself in that environment if you know that like sex is a weird thing that you don't want to incorporate or be a part of and i don't want to say that to exclude other people but you can't you can't you can't yell inclusion but then yell at a specific community that they can't be there and stop dabbling and be out loud <laughs> and, start and, dabbing. and proud of your fetish love. Stop, stop dabbling. Start dabbing. That, that's the motto. Yeah, of today's stop episode. dabbling. More dabbing. <laughs> Kink dab called it. Daddy, where can people find you dabbing? Uh, you can actually follow me dabbling on MrChristopher.com. And that's K, Mr. Christopher with a K uh, or Christopher Weston on Twitter. You can find me everywhere at Pup Amp. Um, you can find me on Google at Kinks at Pride as the second result. Um, and I do welcome all discussions. And when I say that, I mean discussions. I don't mean some of the streamers out there that were yelling about having debates. And then the second you come in and say, hey, I have a question, though, that didn't match their narrative and then immediately get blocked. That's not a discussion. Let's be very honest there. That is aggressive. That is combative. And that is not a discussion. That is just anarchy because you own a certain username on a platform. I feel like that's what the internet is. <laughs> no, but I wish it was more. I wish it was more actual discussions. Okay. Like I want to hear people's perspectives so that we can talk about the hangups and unpack what it is about kinks at Pride okay, that makes someone uncomfortable. You're doing all this unpacking. Well, I'm about to pack because I need to go on a trip. Because this, I'm gonna this go, is I'm going to oh. do more docking. Oh. You go do the unpacking. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'm going to be daddy dabbing. <laughs> and I will see y'all next time on uh, What's the Safe Word on YouTube, which will have another episode that's more conversational about this. What's your safe word of this podcast? How did you find it if you don't know what this is? And uh, we will see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Kingsters belong at Pride. <laughs> We're going to be there. Not, and uh, j- queer Kingsters, you know, allies are also allowed at Pride. Kingsters. I'm not trying to talk Ooh. about the, the evil people. Can I go as a horse? Sure. Just don't be naked, don't have sex, and we're fine. Hey.